Welcome to Prince Among Queens, featuring your host, Troy Bronstein. In this program, Troy speaks to some of the most talented recording artists in the music business. You'll hear the stories, as well as the stories behind the stories. What's big, what's now, what's next? You'll get the updates right here. Now, here's Troy Bronstein. Hello, you're listening to Prince Among Queens, and I'm your host, Troy Bronstein. If you'd like to email me, you can do so at troy at t-besttalentagency.com. And if you'd like to call in today to speak to our special guest, you can on 866-472-5787. Okay, well, this week we have another special guest with us, and it's my pleasure to have her on my show. I've worked with her for many, many years. She's also a friend of mine. Let's welcome international recording artist, Miss Debbie Holiday. Yay! Hi! How are you, my dear? I am well. I am well. And, you know, in spite of the insanity that's ensuing on our planet and in our country right now, I'm well. <laughs> oh, my God, right? I know. Maybe, we'll, you know, they said Thursday night, some of it might be more tallied up and, and somewhat organized. So we'll see. We'll hope I hope for so. That. I hope so. So, but first, I want <clears throat> to compliment you on a uh, a quote that was given to you. It's called "A fiery voice that straddles the rock slash sound fence, positively uplifting," from Michael Paletta on Billboard magazine. So that's yeah. uh, a nice little plug there. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I'm going to start at the very beginning, and I mean, I don't know um, if this happened with you, but. Every one of these divas all started in church. I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't able to find the church in there um, for you. So I'm not sure, but I know that you grew up in LA yep. and um, you know, you experienced all different kinds of, of uh, aspects of the music industry because um, you know, your father being Jimmy holiday um, was a, you know, a major, major bonus. And for those of you out there that aren't familiar with Jimmy holiday, he, um, was a passionate and soulful artist. He had his own top of the charts and he wrote some uh, hits for Ray Charles. I think it was all I ever need is you and understanding. And um, he also had uh, uh, for Sonny and Cher, um, all I ever need is you, I think was also the title of that. And yep. they, um, Kenny Rogers and Dottie West also redid that. Didn't they? They had a remake they did. of that as well. They did. And then the main song that, I remember him for is put a little love in your heart. So that's, yeah. you know, still today, that's, uh, that's a, a, a song that's still played and, and loved by all around. So growing up in that with your father being who he was, how, how was that for you as, you know, as a child? I mean, was it something that just, you just, it was every day for you. It wasn't anything special or you realized that it was special or, I mean, tell us a little bit about that. That's a good question. Um, well, first of all, it, it, no church. Daddy was not a church goer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I grew up in a Jewish neighborhood, so there maybe you a go. <laughs> temple once in a while, but no, no, uh, no church. Um, I, you know, I knew my dad was famous because I went to a school that was kind of full of famous people, um, and and he was one of them. So it, it didn't seem the, as much of a, a big of a deal to me because a lot of my uh, I went to Harvard Westlake um, in Bel Air, so a lot of the 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 kids um, also had famous parents. So it was more about 
um, just trying to fit in and find out who I was. Um, I think I originally, like most kids, I rejected music because that's what my dad did and I didn't necessarily want to be exactly like him. Mm-hmm. Um, he was uh, one of those men that uh, always teetered on the brink between just genius songwriting and a very difficult human being. Mm-hmm. Um, very tormented as a child and carried that into his uh, adulthood. So it was a, you know, now that I'm older, I can um, look Great. back and, and understand where some of it came from. Uh, but it was, it was definitely, um, I didn't really have a choice about music because if I ever sang off key, I'd be pulled over, you know, to the, to the piano and be like, you flat. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, but I'm three. <laughs> and I'm three years old. Give me a break. No, no breaks. Break, I don't care. You're three. You're flat. So he'd make me sing it again and again until I got it. So my ear training happened early. So, and that part I'm really grateful for. And the woman who raised me, I call her my faux mother, was also uh, a, a concert pianist. So mm-hmm. that helped too. Yeah, I, I find it interesting that, you know, people talk about Hollywood, uh, Hollywood children or, you know, children of the stars and, um, I always find it interesting that, you know, there's so many different paths that everybody takes, you know, either, you know, a lot of them being young, get addicted to drugs because they just don't want to deal with the parents and the lifestyle or the ridicule that comes to them from, you know, the parents have a bad day on the set or in the studio, and then they come home and take it out on the kid. And, you know, so they don't want to have anything to do with this industry, you know, at all. Um, And a lot of them, when they get older, then it's a total different mindset. You know, they see things in a different light and they understand things. And it's like, now this makes sense why, you know, I was in the studio all day and I'm not in a very good mood right now. And now I know right. why my dad came home and I'm like, da, 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 let's play, let's And he's like, go to your room. <laughs> you know, it's right. like, I'm done. Right. You know, it just, it, it makes sense. Um, I will say that I, I uh, one of the things that my favorite things I got from my dad was his tenacity. Um, super quick story. I tell it all the time, but I'll, I'll tell it a condensed version. Yeah, um, the way my dad got his break um, was his idol was Ray Charles. And that was back in the day where you could actually, you know, imagine now walking into a building and just sitting there. You couldn't. But he <laughs> went to his offices and uh, on a Monday, and that was back in the day of the reel to reel. So we had his uh, quarter inch right. with him, <laughs> like a stack of them. And he sat and said, I'm Jimmy Holiday. And he sat down sat there from nine to five, did not get to see Mr. Charles, left, came back on Tuesday, came back on Wednesday, sat there the entire week, very politely, and said, I have some music for him. I just know he's going to love. So if it's all the same to you, I won't bother anyone. I'm going to sit here. Friday afternoon came, he was about to leave uh, and said, I'll see you on Monday. And (laughs) And I've heard this story retold by even the secretary who was there. Um, and the secretary said, wait a minute, Mr. Charles, just tell me how it says he's going to come back on Monday. He's starting to freak me out. <laughs> and Ray, Ray Charles said, what? Send that, we'll say Negro. Right. <laughs> Send that Negro in. And he went in and they became fast friends. He loved his music and put three of his songs on his next album. Wow. wow. Yeah. Just when what? you believe that you believe that you believe. Um, and I definitely got that from him. Yeah. No, no yeah. you do have that, that tenacity is a good word I <laughs> to call that. Um, so uh, growing up in this, who influenced you the most, would you say, or, or what influences uh, 
did you have? It was a, a combination. The very first singer, female singer I ever saw, like, see, I, my, my eyes were starting to well up already. <laughs> I saw Clyde King sing live in the studio. She was a Raylette. Oh. And I saw her and all of the, the Raylettes singing at a Ray Charles session here in L.A. Wow. And I thought, that's what I want to do. I was probably four or five um, and then later for me, it was all rock and roll. It was David Bowie and Alice Cooper and, uh, <laughs> you know, Aretha Franklin, um, and Stevie Wonder, and then later Prince and, you know, but originally it was, I think the, the first lyrics I ever heard that made me say, I want to be a songwriter, even though my dad was a songwriter, um, mm-hmm. was a David Bowie song Wow, called five years. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Well, I remember um, it was 2000. Well, I think like 2004, 2005. And um, we met for the first time. Um, You were with uh, our dear friend and yours more than mine, Andrew, God rest his soul. And he's listening and watching right now. Loving it. Yes, Um, he is. But um, when you had your first, uh, I'm going to assume it was your first big dance break hit dive when Dive came out, at least that was the first one that was introduced to me when Andrew said, Hey, I got the singer. I want you to meet and, you know, let's do some shows and let's go to work and blah, blah, blah. And it was at that, that club in San Diego. I can't remember the name of it, but it was a small club. Okay. We we're outside on the patio and just blew the roof off this place. I was like, damn, she could sing. Okay. Yeah. You know, good choice, Andrew. Good choice. And, um, I remember that, um, that went in and then you had the, um, uh, <clears throat> the follow-up uh, half a mile away, which also was, I, I believe that was also top 10 on the billboard was. charts, wasn't it? It was, it was seven. And again, very good. And yeah. then um, that also led into um, uh, being featured on Queer as Folk. Yeah. I'm not correct. Yeah. I've had so. two songs on Queer as Folk, Dive and uh, Half a Mile Away. We're both in it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So I mean, how was that when you were notified that that was taking place? Was that just kind of like, especially was the, you know, excuse my language, but it was the shit at the time. Oh man, I I was so over the moon. I think one of the, um, one of the things that it, it, again, back in the day, you know, this was 2004. (laughs) I felt like you had a little more like in-person control, everything over things. Everything wasn't, you know, via internet. And um, I went to the Billboard uh, Awards in New York, the Billboard Conference. Remember mm-hmm. that? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, man, it was my first time there. And I went with Andrew, of course. And I ended up being able to sit in a panel with um, the gentleman who was the head of A&R for, uh, or the head of uh, the, the TV placements um, for Queerest Folk at the time. And mm-hmm. we met and talked and we were able, we kind of like hit it off. And next thing I knew I had a phone call I was in. Wow. See? Yeah. Yeah. You never, you never, you never know who's going to be where and, you know. Right. Old school though. Like, yeah. like, let me just look <laughs> at you in the eye and talk to you and meet you and see who right. you're about. And yeah. That's when everything can be done just basically with a handshake and not, you know, a room full of attorneys and, you know, signature after signature that has to be notarized right. and, 
you know, stamped and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, right. Even when I was signed, that was all, you know, a lot, it wasn't, oh, they heard something online. Someone actually physically saw me, Irving Azoff saw me sing live and I got signed to Warner Brothers, you know, so mm-hmm. it was it was more like here. <laughs> now, speaking of Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, that was your first major signing, wasn't it? To Warner yes. Brothers when you were on yes. there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's And then um, I remember... I remember in talking, um, you had a bunch of different stuff going on. And then unfortunately during that time, um, we had the other, the other girl that was on the label. Um, uh, Oh, what was Alice, Allison, um, that rock and roll girl with the, with the long hair, she was on the label as well. And Um, took off and went, went crazy. Well, We'll think we'll we'll think about that name because we're gonna okay. uh, take a little break here, and as we go out to break, we're gonna hear um, Debbie's record "Dive" and uh, <laughs> enjoy it, and I'll we'll be, be right back. Shirtless men in my head. <laughs> there you go. We'll be right back with Debbie Holiday. happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voice america trn in the spirit of have couch will travel dr carol lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it but now there's an answer The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand. All from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Voice America Network proudly presents The Catherine Zox Show for women, men, children, and families. Catherine magically combines her compassion, experience, and talent to bring listeners a show that's upbeat, informative, and yes, a little sassy. Tune in every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern to The Catherine Zox Show on the Voice America channel. You're listening. 
listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also reach out by email to Troy at t-besttalentagency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. Okay, we're back with Miss Debbie Holiday, and I remembered the name. It was Alanis Morissette. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was actually passed on by my A&R guy at Warner Brothers. So he was really eager to sign a next female rock artist that he came across. Ah. Yeah. Well, yes. that was good and happy it was you. <laughs> Me too. Me too. It was a great experience. I mean, even though I ended up getting dropped, it was five years of being on the label. And I know some people get, you know, bitter about that kind of stuff. I feel like, I mean, I went on tour with Rod Stewart and Joe Walsh and I toured and wrote all over the world. It was a fantastic experience and I wouldn't trade it for the world. So yeah, I bet, I bet. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. I was going to, I was going to mention that um, you had a wide range of notable songwriting with um, Jeffrey Steele and Al Anderson and Billy Steinberg and, Cliff yeah. Magnus. Um, yeah, I learned a lot from them all. Now, is does Cliff is he the one that worked with um, uh, Avril Levine? Yep, Avril Levine. Yeah. Avril Levine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I used to like her. She needs to come back and do something again. I mean, she took She's a hiatus, sweetheart. then came out with one song, and then kind of faded again. Um, they went away again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know the story with that. I didn't know her well, but uh, she was a sweetheart. Right. Yeah. No. And I liked her music. Um, and then, yeah. like you said, then, you know, being part of that, you got to tour with Rod Stewart and Joe Walsh and actually Kiss. How was that with Kiss? Opened for Kiss. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I, that was actually the largest show I've ever done. It was um, almost a half a million people. Wow. At a huge wow. place that I cannot remember the name of because, you know, it just starts to be one right. big tour uh, in Texas. And it was one of those things where I, 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 I had never just barely whispered and whispered into the microphone, just breathed into the microphone and it became this roar. I was like, I could get used to this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is all right. (laughs) It was very fun. It was great. That had to be fun. Yeah. It had to be fun with all the pyrotechnics and this, the, the, the costumes and the, the, the makeup. And I mean, everything that went all together with kiss. I mean, just had to be fun and wild. Yeah, I, for some, I, I end up, you know, I, I, for some reason, I end up like I have either been on tour with or had the same publisher or the same plane or what I like. I am constantly surrounded by Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> worked out at the same gym as Paul Stanley. <laughs> like, well, that's not a bad thing, right? You know? Not at all. <laughs> Success. Success can rub off. It's a good thing. Right, right. Yeah. And I know a couple of your the television appearances, uh, you did the David Letterman show and then The View. Um, how was, well, I mean, how, both both of them basically, but with The View, you know, with it being, you know, that's all the females sitting there and they all have their viewpoint, so to speak. I guess that's why the show's called The View. How, I mean, right. how, how was that? I mean, was it, because um, I know sometimes they have some different viewpoints and it gets a little friction going on and sometimes it just runs real smooth and I have to laugh because there's that other show now, I think it's called The Real. Is that the one? Um, yeah. It's also yeah. very similar to The View. Yeah. yeah. I have to be <laughs> honest. I was actually on tour singing backup for Rod Stewart. Ah. So I was basically just concerned about showing up on time. <laughs> <laughs> Not screw it up. 
<laughs> it was, we were hubbed in New York. So we did all these different TV shows and it was fantastic. It was three background singers plus one guy. So three females and one guy who's, he's gone now, rest his soul. Uh, and, and I gotta tell you, it was like, it was one of those where you think you've seen it all because you grew up in the industry, but then you're like, oh, so, oh, okay. Now that is real partying. That's what partying <laughs> What like I remember walking into a party one time uh, after one of the shows, and you know we had to be up at five in the morning right, to right. prep and makeup and all of that, and be at the studio ready to sing. Sometimes at six in the morning, mm-hmm. so I was not about to go out and party and get fired. <laughs> right. But you know, but you know, you're like, hey, we're in New York. There's three young girls. Let's go. You know, and I, I remember we walked into one place and literally opened the door and it was like there were things that I didn't even know were fathomable all happening <laughs> in the same room and I just went like nah I shut the door <laughs> and left took our cab back to the hotel because it's you know yeah <laughs> I'm trying to really neat i'm i'm because i still know some of these people so i'm leaving names right 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 nope can't say that can't say that that that, that's happened to me a couple times before i've walked into a room and been like uh i'll be right back later like in a year (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i'm out for now (laughs) but i have to admit it right now during these days i miss that i miss the you know the spontaneity if anything can happen the craziness i mean because it's a different craziness now it's a scary craziness that's going on right now i mean because the last thing yeah the last thing we did together was columbus pride right and you know and no fault to anyone but like it was potentially gonna rain and it did you know (sighs) sprinkled a little like all those things that happen that you just have to you know put your arm and oh i'm gonna get all cheery you put your arms around who you're with and you say, let's make this work. That's right. Well, because the first time it did get rained out. It did get rained out. We tried so hard. The electric, one of the guys got so electrocuted that we had to like, that's it. Yeah, that was. The tarp uh, is not going to work. No, the tarp was not going to work. And neither was the ladder on the side of the stage that I had to climb oh. up on the thing where I went sliding off to the side. You're like, that's not going to happen again. That's not happening. <laughs> and from that, I have like, you know, two of the sweetest people. I mean, Ken Purdue, I am always in contact yeah. with Barry, his husband. So, I mean, that's one of the things I miss the most. And I apologize for that very loud car horn that's outside. Um, I I miss that, like meeting people and hearing people's stories and, and looking into eyes. I miss that more than anything. So I'm really enjoying this interview. Right. <laughs> right. That's, I mean, that, that is one of the things. And, and, and at the end of the show, I'm going to ask you like um, your favorite city show and song. And, and a lot of that relates to the people that you meet along the way and all that kind of stuff, just like what you're saying. And um, so we'll just, uh, we'll get to that, that part okay. after, but it's always nice meeting people. And I miss that, you know, um, going on the road was it's fun it's exciting but then it's also you know people it's work you know it's like it's, it's not all what it you know appears to be and it's like i used to have people say oh i want your life I'd, i just i'd love to have your life and i'd say you can have it but you cannot give it back that's <laughs> the deal <laughs> when you're done with the show show and the fun fun and then you can't say let's switch back because no it won't it won't happen like that 
That's but right. speaking speaking of one of your uh, favorite people that you've met along the way, I looks like we have someone on hold for you now to take your call. So oh. let's let let's let Ken uh, come on in. Ken, hello, hello, hello. Yes. Hi. This is Ken. Hey, Ken. How are you? I am doing great. How are you guys doing? Hello, Debbie. Love you. Love you. I cannot believe I just mentioned your name and there you are. Yes. I, I, how dare you talk about me? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember that year, the first year you came, we were sitting at Max and Irma's having lunch. And yes. it just started yes. pouring down rain. And we thought, uh, this doesn't look good. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yes, yes. And this, this is this is how much I just I, I went in the dark for a second there because I wanted to show you. Uh oh, look. Those of you that can't see us because I'm not doing the 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 video. I'm only doing audio right yeah. now. Oh oh oh! But, I'm, I... but Ken, she's holding up the purple um, unicorn with the pink. Uh, oh, on with the tie dye hair and all that, yeah. that we got at the festival there. She's yeah, got that's it. one. Barry Barry says hi. Yeah, that's <laughs> one he gave you. That's yes. right. That's right. It is still in my bedroom, perched high, making me smile every time I walk by it. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. <laughs> I love listening to you when you do your 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 thing on 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 uh, online. I've been missing it lately. Debbie's Den. Yeah, I I actually, you know, as much as I have enjoyed it, um, for those who don't know, I do something called Debbie's Den uh, right here uh, from my my own home studio. And my my boyfriend runs the sound and it's, you know, it's... I, I, I love being able to sing. It's kept my voice in shape, but I have definitely missed performing with other human beings. So... Uh, thank you for mentioning that, Ken. Um, my <laughs> next one is November 14th. It's a Saturday, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Um, the next Debbie's Den, and it'll be me and three live human beings. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah, yes. I think I saw that 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 little uh, advertisement. Yes. Yeah, three of my favorite musicians: Derek Day, Brian Holly, and Jeff Fedak, my co-writer. Um, just, you know, we found a wonderful location called Studio 519 where we can do it safely. And I'm really looking forward to, you know, getting loud with other human beings. Wow, that should be fun. Uh, yeah. That should be a lot of fun. Yeah. So. Yes, yes. I, I, I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Well, I won't keep you too much longer. I just wanted to say hi. Appreciate you calling once in, all this cra- Once all this craziness and everything is over with, <clears throat> we've got to have you back here for something. I will, uh, I will we'll figure something out. Definitely we'll figure do something that. out to bring her back. Because I know she's, yeah. she's turning to go to the racetrack again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have to go to the casino. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we yeah. did have fun. We had fun at that casino, though. Don't play. We Don't did. We play. did. We, we yeah. did. Well, Ken, Ken, take it easy. Say hi to Susie and everybody out there for us. And um, thanks for calling in. I will. Bye, Ken. Have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was nice. That was sweet. Funny, you were just talking about him, and then boom, all of a sudden I got, we have Ken on hold. I was like, ooh, 
Okay. <laughs> we have to remember the power of suggestion and how strong we all are. It's, that's it. That's it. So, yeah. um, well, we've got uh, another another minute till we got to go to commercial break, but I'm going to just, um, uh, we'll, we'll leave this for you to think about a little bit while, while we're going to the break. But um, Tony Moran, I know you worked with Tony Moran and did Surrender oh, Me. Yeah. You've worked with so many different people. Who Who is someone that you want to work with that you haven't yet? Ooh, wow. Mm. Do you want me to think on that and then answer or start answering? Yeah, no, you can think on that because we're gonna okay. we're gonna go to break. And as we go to break, I believe you're gonna hear a piece of Debbie's version of put a little love in your heart, which is kind of My. a little bit of a rock, kind of a it's, it's very rock. It's very cool. So thank you. We'll be right back with Debbie Holiday. You see it's getting me. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. You're listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You can also reach out by email to Troy at t-besttalentagency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. All right, we're back with Debbie Holiday. So you had time to think. Who's a producer or someone you'd like to work with? that you haven't yet. Actually, I would be, I'm going to be truthful. I didn't have time to think because you and I were talking. I know. I was just going to say, <laughs> did you forget even about that? <laughs> so we were talking through the whole commercial, through the whole break time about stuff. That's what so. happens when you hang with friends. <laughs> you just be like, oh, remember that time? Mm-hmm. Remember that other time? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you still see him? <laughs> Not no more. <laughs> 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 Um, 
you know, I, I, I'm trying to, uh, it, it is so sad that everyone that floats through my mind is someone who's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been blessed to work with, I've done either background or um, been on tour with so many people that I love and I never got the chance to work with David Bowie. Mm. And, and I have so many friends actually that have. Mm-hmm. Um, my bass player, one of one of my two or three bass players that I always use, Carmine Rojas, was David Bowie's bass player for a long time. Wow. And um, I always, you know, um, that that was probably that would have been the although I probably would have sucked because you can hear me stuttering now <laughs> thinking about working with David. But Nah, you would have you would have rose to the occasion and you would have just let him have it. I'm sure. I'm sure. Because like you do in your in your tribute show, for those of you that don't know, Debbie also does a tribute show where she has the legends and iconic uh, voices of the time. And then she does a tribute to them and she sings, uh, you know, one of their songs or two of their songs. And and um, if you ever see out and about on tour, Debbie doing that show, it's definitely one that you should check out and uh, and Thank see. You. And I know you do a song. um David Bowie track in that five years. Yeah. It's my very first, you know, and again, growing up with a songwriter, it, um, my dad was the king of a simple lyric. Think of your fellow man, lend him a helping hand, put a little love in your heart. Oh my God. It's so simple. It's annoying. It's, <laughs> it's like almost like a nursery rhyme. So everyone remembers it. And 50 years later, it's still getting placements still to this day. Um, But I fell in love with the strange lyrics like David Bowie's that were, you know, more like poetry. It was cold and it rained and I felt like an actor and I thought of Ma and I wanted to get back there. Your face, your grace, the way that you talk. I kiss you. You're beautiful. And I want you to walk. We've got five years. It's a story of thinking there's five years left on the planet. And I feel like he's walking around New York and looking at, you know, everyone that's involved. And um, so, yeah, that was I always I, I definitely wanted to write and emulate lyrics like that because of being influenced also by poetry. I love Maya Angelou. She's another one that I would have loved to have just written lyrics with. Mm-hmm. Maya Angelou, that my favorite been, poet. That would have been cool. That would have been very yeah. cool. Yeah, so, so. Moving moving along, you had a track, uh, I believe it's called Dig Deep, that um, oh was God. also put on the show Dirt. I'm not, I hate to say I'm not familiar with that show, but. That's um, going way back. FX on FX networks, right? Yeah. 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 And then Joyful Sound, um, which came out, which uh, what now that had some affiliation with Olivia Newton-John and Sorted Lives, which I know you're very um, uh, tight with Del Shores and and you've done a lot of, you know, uh, things with him. Um, But um, that song, Joyful Sound, how did that how did that relate? Because I'm not familiar with that. either. It's uh, Del Shores asked me to write a song that would be uh, appropriate for um, and I, I it's it's been a minute so I don't necessarily remember the exact chronological order of things mm-hmm. but um, uh, I ended up writing it with uh, Scott Eisenogle who at the time went by Scotty K right who was okay. now Sean Hayes's husband <laughs> um, uh, and uh, long before that though we were friends and uh, we wrote joyful sound in about three days went over to his place and it was just one of those things that happened so 
I don't know, easily. And we wanted to write something uplifting. And that did, yes, end up in um, Sort of Lives, the series. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's great. Now, you also um, uh, had some um, of your music that was on The Office, I believe, and then The L Word. So, yeah. Um, got a good little track record going there yeah the l word was a piece of my love oh man it was such a great scene i was very excited about that one as well and piece mm-hmm. of my love was one of those talk about my tenacity i had someone tell me you're lucky you have so many great songwriters to work with because i don't think you could write a hit on your own someone just being snotty what yeah but you know how people are but sometimes you know you can use someone's what's the word I'm trying to think of that's not a swear word. You can use someone's uh, lack that's of just, cooth. That's just ignorant. That's ignorant. <laughs> it's mean. It's mean. It's jealousy and mean-spirited. But so I said, okay, so I'll just write my next dance track all on my own. That went to number nine, and that's the one that was on the L word that I completely wrote by myself. So, uh-uh. <laughs> so boom. Of so, so he knows who have. he is. <laughs> he knows who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Because after that, you had the track Never Give Up, which you did with a local boy for us here, um, DJ Phil B. Oh, my God. I love Phil B so much. It's just the thought of his name. I just want to hug him. <laughs> and then <laughs> Key to Your Soul was with um, John uh, John LePage and Jeff Fedek, right? Jeff Fedak. My, my brother from another, Jeff Fedak, who I pretty much write everything with and have for years. And and John LePage, what, a, I mean, a mogul of, like, he put out so many records and just killed every one of them. It was a great experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, getting back to Del Shores for a minute, um, after that was done, you, again, reunited with Del Shores. Now, was it an anti-bullying music video that that you were involved in? Did you act, did you just do the music on that? Um, or was it just used? I, th- I think it was blues for Waddle, Waddle Dean or something. Blues for Willa Dean. Willa Dean. There you go. So uh, there was a play called the trials and tribulations of a trailer trash housewife. <laughs> written by Del Shores starring myself, <laughs> right? Written, uh, sorry, myself, uh, Dale Dickey, um, uh, uh, Beth Grant, um, and why is my brain drawing a blank? Octavia Spencer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did that for three and a half years. Um, and then that became a film called Blues for Willadine. Ah, okay. Same original cast. And it was, uh, it was quite the experience. And it was, I learned so much from Dell. I learned so much about being on stage uh, as, a, as an actor, although I definitely like singing better because I'm, I'm, I'm more of a wild person on stage. So having to hit the same mark every night, like sing, sing, hit, stop, go, stop. <laughs> made me crazy. <laughs> made me crazy. Yeah. Cause if you wanted to carry on a little bit more or hit a note a little longer, you, you, nope. Nope. <laughs> but hit your mark, but it gets your light and get off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then you did another track, um, which was one of my favorite tracks back in the day from Phyllis Nelson. You redid I Like You with Tony Moran. Uh, yes. And um, I, yes. I, I, to be honest, I didn't even know that that was, that, I mean, that was you. I came across it one day, years back, but I came across it and I was like, get out of here. Because I was like listening to it and I was like, I like it. And I go, wait, I know that. Wait, I know that song. That's Phyllis. And then I was listening yeah. to the voice and I was like, no, that's not Phyllis. 
And I'm like, now that sounds like Debbie Holiday. Now, now wait a minute now. <laughs> and I, I checked think it out. I know her. It was like, that was, that was cool. I like that. That was, a, that, was that was Tony's idea from start to beginning. It was such a, a great experience. And then I realized afterwards that, you know, I'm, I'm a, a two-time breast cancer survivor and Phyllis Nelson passed from breast cancer. Right. So right. I found that out right before. Oh, I'm so emotional lately. I think I'm going to blame politics. Um, <laughs> going to blame the state of the nation. Uh, I, I, right before I started recording the vocals, I found out what she passed from. And I just felt like this really extra special need to honor her voice and honor her track as, as best I could. Well, I'm glad that you, that I'm glad that you did. Cause she was a very, very, um, lovable person, very, very sweet. And, um, easy to get along with and and just you know and she was a church girl too um uh, i remember um but yeah that was one of my you know i don't want to say was i think i don't want to say her only hit but it was one of her most popular absolutely that, that, yeah that she had um but yeah, and i heard the same thing from multiple people that she was just a lovely lovely human being so yeah, yeah. It, was, it was an honor to sing her her track yeah, no, that's yeah. that's good. I'm glad I'm glad that you did, and you did it justice. You did it justice. That's that's Thank for you. sure. Um, and most, I mean, uh, you know, you did um, uh, with Dirty Disco. You you had Lift, and then you had um, uh, what was called, was that was that all it was? And you know, you you've definitely solidified yourself in the you know in the industry, and and you know left a mark. You know. Um, and I always yes, say, I'm, and yes, you can write too. whoever that person was. Mm, um, <laughs> okay. Occur, occur, occur. So, uh, you know, you have, though, I call myself the Susan Lucci of the billboard charts because I have had five number fives, five number fives, y'all. What is up with that? We'll get there. We'll get you. We'll get you one. We'll get you okay. one. It's, I'm ready. It's, it's it's coming. It's coming. I'm you ready. paid you paid your dues. You know now you've definitely <laughs> paid your dues. Um, and then I think what the last album that you did was that free to be. Yes. That was the last one that you did. Yeah. Double great. album. I lost my mind. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, it's a double album, half rock, half dance, twenty six songs. I remember it was long. It was big. Yeah. And... Seventy two years later, I finished it. <laughs> I remember the mailing part and then putting down and figuring out how to, to mail it all out. It was like, it was a project. That, but it was I got a good sick project. at the end of it. Thank goodness for Forrest, my man. And man, he, like, he got everything mailed for me because I'm like, I can't, I can't no more. <laughs> Actually, I lied. That was, I mean, it, it was a lot. It was a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, but I'm still, I'm grateful that I did it because I, I did it old school again, like lyrics and it's an actual CD. Mm-hmm. And all the lyrics were printed inside. So 25, I did two versions of Put a Little Love in Your Heart. So 25 lyrics. Um, and I got to work with so many amazing artists like Carmine Rojas and Ty Taylor and um, uh, Chris Pierce and just this a huge array of people that I adore. So uh, I, I don't, re- oh, and John Waite was on the record. And so mm-hmm. um, it was great. Wow. Yeah. So that, yeah. So you, you also on the side, I'm going to talk about this real quick and then um, it's time for break again. Um, But one of the other things besides the legend show that you also do is you have your little Tina Turner uh, show that you do. My 
my little 10 piece Tina Turner band. <laughs> yeah. Three horns, two backups, guitar. It's, it is absolutely such a blast. And that's uh, great. I, I couldn't love it more. Yeah, no, that's, it's, it's great. So those of you out there, if you ever see that coming your way, definitely it's, it's a show that you definitely want to, uh, you want to go see. So we're going to take another uh, quick break. It's our last break. And uh, you're going to hear, I believe, Joyful Sound yeah. from Miss Debbie Holiday, And we'll be right back with more of Debbie Holiday. the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listening to Prince Among Queens with Troy Bronstein. To reach the show today, call into 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You can also reach out by email to Troy at T besttalentagency.com. Now, back to Prince Among Queens. All right, welcome back. Okay, for our last segment, we're going to do the the favorite city show and song and i use the word favorite and and i mean it's 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 hard because like i said people will say to me you know well who's your favorite you know diva and and it's not a favorite because i mean i love you all and we all have our own relationship 
you know, that's, that's special and, and friends. And so it's not like the flavor of the week or anything like that, but what city that you went to, and it could be your favorite city because you've met so many lovely people from there, or you stayed in contact with people from there, or like the one you did with kiss, you know, might be your favorite show, but what's your favorite city that you were able to travel to that you just remember and, and it was remarkable for you? I have to say two. Okay. So one, uh, San Francisco, uh-huh. um, because it was the first experience that I had where uh, I walked in and it wasn't about me. It was that uh, it was the first, I mean, I, cause you know, again, I'm a rocker. So mm-hmm. when I, I didn't know anything about the dance world when I entered it, I didn't really understand it and remixes. I didn't know what they were. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a re what? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, so for me, it was I, the first time I walked in and heard dive, Chris Cox was spinning. I wasn't performing, but the song came on and this sea of men and people raised their hands in the air and they were all singing, we are still alive. And I just felt the energy of a dance club and what it can mean as far as um, lifting up spirits. And so, and, and I've, and I've had countless beautiful experiences because I've probably traveled to, um, San Diego and San Francisco the most since Mm -hmm. I'm in LA. And I've had, I've just met so many people in San Francisco and I've had so many great experiences. I work with Stoli a lot. I've done a lot of Stoli events there. Um, and it's just, um, so I, I would say San Francisco. Cool. Yeah. I remember, um, uh, we did that one show and I, I went and I met you there. Um, what was the name of that club? Mezzanine in San Francisco. Mezzanine, it's gone now. I know, I know. Oh. <laughs> and that was fun. And that crowd just was going nuts. I mean, yeah. I just loved you to, to, to death. I mean, that was Thank great. Yeah. Was great. And, and then the other one would be Tbilisi, Georgia, as in Republic of Georgia, not Russia. Right. Um, because it was one of those places that sometimes you can have a preconceived notion of what it might be like. Mm-hmm. And I was a little, you know, like, oh, is it going to be racist? You know, what? Uh, I don't know. Are they not like Americans? You know, whatever. Um, and it was one of the most loving places. I will never forget my one trip to Tbilisi, Georgia, the Republic mm-hmm. of Georgia. They were some I, I, I felt like I was just surrounded by family all of a sudden just safe and beautiful and not an ounce of racism. And, you know, my food is your food (laughs) and (laughs) my home is your home. And it was just a lovely experience. So it's a long flight, but it's a, it's a a a long flight. I actually, I went there on a UN trip. Um, Mm -hmm. It was right after the bombing uh, that Russia had done and left them sort of uh, not sort of, they had no electricity. Um, So we had to bring in generators and we did shows at children's conservatories um, to raise money. Wow. So, yeah, it was, it was a very good experience. Yeah. Crystal did a new year's there and she raved about how nice the people were and how it was just, she was kind of blown away by the whole concept. Cause again, she didn't know what to expect and you know, what's you have no idea what's going on in that part of the world. <laughs> right. Right. And the way it turned out, but the whole rest of the band, I had another show. So I had to fly alone. I got picked up at like one o'clock in the morning by four guys in a black van. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And they're like, thank you now. I'm like, ah, what? <laughs> <laughs> thank you where? There you go. So what about a show? What 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 would be your favorite show? The one with Kiss, which was the biggest one that you talked no, about? No, no, no. Only just because it, uh, my f- favorite show. Um, 
um, you know, I, I'm not going to do a favorite. I'm going to say every freaking pride I've ever done. Wow. Okay. <laughs> There's just, there is something about the uh, joy of celebrating who you are and being able to express that. And um, I, I did New Orleans pride. Uh-huh. I'll say that New Orleans pride was not too long after the pulse shootings. Right. And they had their biggest turnout ever. And it was just a, a, a lot of love. Yeah. Well, New Orleans, New Orleans yeah. is, is always a lot of love. And then yeah. um, last is song. What song is it? You know, like a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to sing that song again. I hit that song, but it might be the one you didn't expect to be the hit. That's the platinum song or, but what song do you just get joy out of singing every time you, you need to sing it? You just love it. That's easy. Joyful sound. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Cause I like looking in the eyes of people and singing the lyrics and, and there's something, you know, every day is a chance to write your story. Like <laughs> every day is a chance to write your story. Like true. I know I wrote that, but I I'm, I'm happy to share that sentiment with others because it's, we live especially right now in a country and on a planet that might tell you otherwise that, you know, you're, you're doomed to fail or it's too hard or you can't, or, you know, every single moment is a chance to start over again. And, and we need to hear more of that. And and had I not heard that um, after my childhood, had I not heard that from friends and loved ones, um, I, I wouldn't be here. So um, that's, that's my favorite song to sing out to people. Like it's your right to make a joyful sound. That's true. And you can always, you know, do what you can do. As long as you know inside that that's what you want to do, just push forward. Just keep pushing. And like people say, never give up. You know, it's, it's, it's gonna, it'll happen. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you're not going to have down days because Lord knows we got those. (laughs) We've got those. We've been living in those for a while. That's why we need some joyful sound. (laughs) Not enough vodka. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Not enough vodka. (laughs) By the way, that's your Stoli video was was excellent, by the way. I'll 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 bring that up uh real quick because thank you. uh, uh, it's unfortunate, but I mean, see how fast the time went? I mean, our time is 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 over already. (laughs) And I hope, I mean, I loved it having you on the show. I hope that you know that you had a good time as well. A blast. And, you know, when when we go over to the uh, the visual, we'll have you back. Yay. Then, you know, then we well, can, I'm the lucky one. We I can get see to, the unicorn I get to see then, your face. You know, <laughs> so, um, so I want to thank you and uh, let everybody know next week we have the fabulous Miss Martha Wash on the show. Oh, and, hell yeah. <laughs> so once again, my name is Troy Bronstein. Thanks for listening to my show, Prince Among Queens, and we'll see everybody next week. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Prince Among Queens. Be sure to join host Troy Bronstein for another great episode next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, enjoy your week.